Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason and I'll be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. Tonight, you will witness much chicanery, tomfoolery, ballyhoo, and monkey shines. Perhaps even some skullduggery. But now, I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the Foreman of Fornicating's Skyward, the Numero Uno of Rolling Numero Uno, and the 16th most hated GM in podcast history, our friendly neighborhood GM, Matt. Wait a minute, 16? Amen. I don't make the polls, right? I'm just saying you're slipping in the polls, okay? Damn. <laughs> Gotta roll less ones, Matt. How are you tonight, Matt? Uh, pretty good. Uh, ready to make people roll uh, not one, not that ones, but death saves. <laughs> I mean, you tell him to roll less, death less nat ones, but <laughs> ask Nat how that feels. Lost. <laughs> and, and her arm and leg. <laughs> oh my god! Tonight we also have Ben with us playing Rel. What's sizzling, baby? Uh, hi. After Ben, we have Rebecca playing our friendly and fun-loving Martel. What's the good word, Rebecca? Well, the good word is that rabbits are not actually rodents. Rabbits are lagomorphs, which are distinct. Um, I don't actually know what the distinction is between them, but rabbits, hares, and a pika, a small burrowing animal that looks like a mouse, they are all lagomorphs. They're cool. Yay. Yay. I'm sorry. My give a shitter was just offline there. No. Second to last, we have Natalia playing Z. What ho, Natalia? Ewo. Lastly, Mitch, we have playing Z Real. How about a Yaku? Huh? It's, uh, it's what's up in Swahili. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to know that. You're, you're not Swahili. N- no. You don't speak Swahili. N- no. How are you? Decent. <laughs> Get and now, room. we will turn it over to Matt. Go ahead. Take it away, Matt. All right. Um, so does anybody remember what happened last time? Martel yes. yelled at some pirates. Do I have to do it again? No, yes. you don't have to do it again. <laughs> um, we made our way to the Crossroads Nebula, um, and the station we were to go to appeared to be a wreck, um, but that was just an illusion to kind of mask everything. Um, Demia's ship was there, and we were hailed by Demia, and she said to dock near her ship, so we did so. And then um, we went to where the meeting was happening, and there was Demia, Quartz, and a tiefling lady with purple skin who was very buff and thick with three C's, had a cybernetic leg that had thrusters in it, and she was very cool. And if things were a little bit different right now, Martle would have definitely hit on her. Um, Not just uh, Martle, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Martle and Rebecca's preferences are very similar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we have been dealing with recently for the Inquisition is where like 60% of the Inquisition's ships are, and after talking and then yelling kind of at Quartz, um, by... I asked him questions nicely. Okay, by the two Wonder siblings, um, they agreed to align with us somehow. So now it's time to party. I think he just realized he was being... That's all. Mm. No, I think he just liked Marl. No, okay. Either way. I mean, who doesn't? Good point. I mean, the Inquisition. Yeah, well, they can go, they can go die in a fire. <laughs> I think that's the plan, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So you guys have been like on this station for almost a week because towards the end, Demia and the others have explained it's going to take about a week for all the ships to gather to attack the the station, which uh, I don't remember. Did I ever tell you where it's at? John, I think you Uh, mentioned it, but I don't remember. Well, you said it was in the same area as Agora, right? Yes. um, It's on. It's actually um, a camouflage station called. Um, it's actually a moon that was discovered to be mined out, so it could be used as a ship harbor. It's the moon of Inara, known as Leal. Yes, I do have that in the podcast notes. <laughs> podcast notes for the win, even God, though your DM had to, it. even though the DM had to remind it. I was, I was actively looking as you were talking, so <laughs> you did good. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, before um, you kind of hear like a klaxon, and then somebody uh, yells through the PA system. Uh, yeah, well, all ship crews meet up at the uh, the entertainment hub where we had the last meeting. We have orders from the lords. You, you guys, yeah, headed that way. 
All right, yep. and you actually start noticing you see a lot more crew members of the various alliances on the station. They, the amount has like grown over the week, like almost to the point where you're just even on like a slow day, quote unquote. You're having trouble going through the hallways in the the uh, public places. Like everybody's just like almost shoulder to shoulder, no matter what day time of the day it is. And whenever you would look out on the um, the observation windows of the station. You keep seeing more and more ships, like more ships you've ever seen ever, even when you were visiting Parliament, and you saw hundreds of ships there. And they're of all various sizes and shapes and colors. Like, there's no uniformity on these pirate ships. That's really kind of expected. Um, the only thing you might see that's the same is of the various alliances, they have that same logo for each alliance. Like, they have the separate crew logo, but it's always smaller than the main alliance logo. And after going through this large group of pirates, you eventually get to the um, what is now known as the uh, communication stage. Like they'll always have like meetings. Like you know how in Star Wars they had that little area planning out the uh, the raid of the Death Star. Yep. It's kind of like that, but bigger. And um, instead of like a couple dozen soldiers waiting for their orders, you see thousands in the audience chambers, like you were uh, when they first brought up this uh, plant. And they all seem kind of excited. And after the hubbub, you hear another klaxon sound, basically trying to get everybody to stay quiet. And you see the three lords. You see Demia, Quartz, and Theresia. And Demia is almost like decked out. She's actually decked out on her like pirate lord and regalia. Same for Quartz and Theresia. And um, after everybody's quiet down, is like Demia's like, good, everybody's here. And we have set up a plan. And Quartz comes up hops onto a stool and puts in a um, data chip onto the holographic uh, projector and you see the moon with several uh, ships on its uh, orbiting it like as a uh, blockade and he says now the inquisition's not stupid they have at all times a blockade set up on their moon it's not going to be easy but we have a plan of getting that moon destroyed and hopefully take out most of the ships before we all die the plan is he uh, clicks something on the projector, and you see like the 3D image of the moon, but see-through, so you can actually see the blueprints of it. Like now, most of these moon bases typically are the same make because it's the it's the most efficient. And the Inquisition's everything but efficient. And if we understand correctly, they have six weak points on the moon that keeps the moon itself put together, since they mined out and made a hollow, but also capable of sustaining life and also keep up building more ships. Our plan is we're going to use our, our armada to distract the blockade. And we'll send in a small group of infiltrators via Havoc pods and send them into the moon and set up explosives to take out the structural integrity of the of the moon, almost like how a roll cage is set up on in vehicles. But we also, that's going to be for five points. The sixth point is going to be the power supply. Hopefully with the power supply taken out, it will cause an immediate reaction and destroy half half the base or all of it. So they are incapable of repairing. The only reason we want the structural um, points destroyed as well is so they don't have a way of entering the moon base when it's destroyed and probably just settle the whole thing at, at, in, at the end of the day. Now we need volunteers for the Havoc pods. I already have two on my crew. Therese has two. Demia has one. We need one more. Z will stand up on her chair and raise her hand. And um, Quartz, well, like... Well, conversely, Rel is going to sink as far into his chair as he can. <laughs> it's much fun as Havoc pods sound. <laughs> and uh, when you do that, um, Quartz kind of like pauses and like looks up and is like, can somebody put a spotlight there? I can't see. They're almost too short. Oh, God, that's bright. That's right. Ah, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Ziver. Um, I am with Captain Martel's crew, and I will volunteer for tribute. <laughs> does your uh, crew volunteer, does the entire crew, do you speak for your crew? Because you're going to need more than just yourself for your part. Uh. Because we need groups of six, not just w six people. Oh, well, um. <clears throat> hey, Captain. If, if I might, who... Demia, who is the person you are sending? Oh, I just have a, a few members of my crew. Um, they're kind of like specialized in demolitions. 
It's not Lelia. She's still on the station if that's what you're worried about. Good. That is exactly what I was worried about. Um, I've already talked to somebody about that. Good. Good. So, um, Martel, are you volunteering for this? Because you, as the captain, speak for your crew. Would it be possible to listen to everything and then decide? Absolutely. And uh, it's at this point where um, I'm assuming, Z, you're, sta- you're sitting back down and all that, right? Oh, yeah. I, I shrunk back down like, oops. <laughs> Probably thought you were going to be all heroic, then you just made yourself look an ass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they just basically talk about how they are going to have each armada, or specifically the alliances, separate in different attack patterns. And how Theresia's uh, crews basically be the support ships and Demia's ships are going to be the attack squadrons and Quartz is going to be... The best way to explain it is the tanks. Like, their ships are more robust than others, so they are capable of the of the glorious task of being your shield wall. They're known to have, like, better technology, better shielding, possibly because he's a gnome and he knows how to build shit. And... Outside of that, um, they explain further, like, how don't be too surprised if even if the Havoc pods successfully reach the defenses of the moon, they will have heavy resistance inside. Um, They aren't just shield builders, but they also have a standing army inside. Do you guys have any questions? Like, they open the floor for questions or comments, um, because they know this is a big deal. They need all the input they can get before this whole thing starts. I don't have any questions. How about the actual soldier in the group? All right. Um, so yeah, Mia and the others like dismiss everybody, and when everybody's kind of cleared out or getting ready to clear out, you, Martel, you see Demia kind of like like put her hand up, like asking you to stay. I'll stay. And when everybody's cleared out, I'm assuming the rest of Christian, right? Yeah. 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 It looks like Martel's staying. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she comes up to you, doing like head nods to everybody who greet her, and she takes off the hat she wears. It's a very like big hat like not like outrageously but it certainly covers up part of her face when she looks down everybody remember carmen san diego how she looked yeah yep yes it's kind of like that hat okay and big red um, derby hat yeah and she's like so you listen to the plan we all think uh could you just repeat a couple of the havoc pods but just um is there how dangerous is this could you just Go over the uh, finer details for me. Uh, Z, you would remember the Havoc pods because that was the one where where you had to drop down planets uh, Moonside when the Rev was in decaying orbit and you crashed. No, 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 no. I know, I know, but she remembers that that did not go very well. <laughs> so she's, <laughs> so okay, she's. So- She's asking if these are better Havoc pods or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and she's yeah, and she's asking kind of for her to kind of repeat in more Z understanding terms what every everything that's gonna happen. You know they're called flying death boxes, right? Zario has no idea, but Mitchell remembers uh somebody got lost and somebody crash landed, and it was the one who crash landed before. That <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um I'm pretty sure uh Rel's having a bad time hearing this. And... Yeah, he he's just kind of, he's not saying anything. He's just kind of standing there staring off into space, just wide-eyed, like... Not again. Uh-huh. Well, uh, she ex- goes through it again. It's like, yeah, um, we really don't have a choice in this matter because their point defense is, like, just too good at small firing at small far- fighters, but Havoc Paws are de- designed specifically to avoid such a thing because they're too small. The only chance of you getting hit by them is by straight fire. Hence why they're sometimes called flying death boxes. There's no shields to them. This, def- this definitely improves how Rel looks. He, <laughs> definitely, he definitely looks less worried. So we put it on the surface, and then what's our job, our specific six-person job? If you volunteer for this, your job is to take out the um, power source. Hopefully um, with what our armada is going to do and the other crews, there's going to be less defenses in the power source because they're not going to think they're there's going to be a crew going into the dead center of the, of the station. But luckily, these Havoc pods have been sp- designed specifically to drill through with their, um, with their drilling system through rock and steel and other types of metals. Is it going to get hot up in there while we're drilling to the center of this thing? It shouldn't. Um, 
it's going to be your the havoc pods are completely enclosed and their shield the metal has been designed specifically to not be insulating um how how likely is it that we could veer off course and get separated from the rest of the group well luckily these um have been programmed to be a hard um hard tether to their location so you don't even have to steer that's good we will not have to perform manual re-entry yeah those um ones that were designed that way are kind of like 50 years old and not really used anymore well i can see why yeah they were quite an interesting um situation so oh, yeah. I have, she looks I'm... at you she looks at you he's like oh yeah the raya had those didn't they yes they did how'd that go well, um, as I'm sure you can tell from the questioning, not well. <laughs> well, these are a little more advanced. Luckily, we procured them off of a uh, shipment from Parliament. Procured. <laughs> Eric's like, you see I don't know what you're really talking about. Every Havoc pod I've been down have been real smooth. Yeah, you, know, you, also came, you also came from somewhere that's funded and doesn't have to steal and or scavenge everything. Yeah, it won't be so bad. Yeah, the um, Mintaro are known, are known for having like the most advanced military technology. Like they spend way too much government spending on military. Because oh, so they're the US. <laughs> yes, because um, they're also xenophobic. Oh yeah, this is just the United States. <laughs> um, Congratulations, Mitch! You're a, a, a seven foot tall purple um, American. <laughs> congrats, bud. Um, so Martel's going yes. to kind of look at everyone and then just kind of say I know what my answer is I I know it has to be person group but I don't want to force all of you into this if you don't want to and she's primarily looking at Rel as she's saying this <laughs> um, Eric came along with us he she just kind of glances at him he might be willing to come with us to the station um, he gives a nod so if we need someone to stay behind, that is all right. Well, uh, <clears throat> um, awkward silence. So <laughs> I already volunteered. So I, I'm. And just to, uh, Demi is like, just to let you know, if you need more than six, we can give you more havoc pods for your ship. I think I would like to see what my crew wants to do first. Mm -hmm. Um, she looks at you and gives nod. Is like, take all the time you need. Um. Just to let you know, they're probably gonna we're gonna do this tomorrow. So and just said, you know where so, my quarters are. What's up? So take all the time you need within the next twenty four hours. Yes. <laughs> and she walks away after telling you where her quarters are at. So what's everyone thinking? Havoc pods are no out of it. no biggie. What's that? I said havoc pods are no biggie. Darren. Mm. I think fuck those guys. I will take that as you were willing to come. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Z, you basically said you already volunteered, which you didn't quite know what you were volunteering for at the time. So, has that changed? Uh, no. No, no, it, it hasn't. Uh, but sorry about that. Mm -hmm. You kind of hear, Z, you kind of hear a ch uh, like an echoing chuckle. Not like a very loud one, but like it's in an enclosed space, and you realize from Eric's helmet. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I would have made the same mistake, so no worries. Z's eyes start to sparkle in Martel's direction. <laughs> Martel is an oblivious person. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> and we know Destro is in, so what do you think, Rel? Uh, I, I... I... I mean, well, I'm not gonna let you guys go in and head into danger without me, so I, I guess I'm coming. As soon as you say that, I kinda am like hearing the song Hello Danger from the Spider-Verse. I'll, gra so. I'll grab Rel by the arm and start walking wherever direction we need to go and uh, start telling him about all the soft landings I've had. <laughs> yeah, like um, all the Mentaru Havoc pods are actually padded in inside, so it's like you're like a nice warm bed inside the Havoc pods. And have have the, race car, uh, the race car seats to be strapped mm -hmm. in. High so end Havoc pods um, stand. Whatever. They were race car beds, like those little oh. kid beds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those too. Yeah. Yeah, Mintar are known as the, the most spoiled of militaries. They're the Air Force of uh, That's races. what I was going to say. They're the Air Force? Oh, damn. What? <laughs> Why, uh, can you, relatives find some inner monk chi shit on the way down and 
just write it out. Uh, I I don't I don't know, but if I just stay there and can't help you guys, if you're in trouble, I won't be able to. Well, I this this seems like the better option. Well, thank you. And if you change your mind, come time, you can stay behind. No pressure. Uh, if I change my mind, it'll probably already be too late at that point. So <laughs> that's fair. You know? That's fair. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh shit! He's the guy who gets on the roller coaster, and then, like you know, as the, the actor, he's all strapped in, and like it starts going. He's like, wait, no, I don't want to be on this anymore. No. <laughs> I, you know, there, I, bet, that. I bet when the guy that's in charge of those rides sees that, they kind of just smile. Oh no, they definitely laugh until they see you really freaking out, and then they come over and they're like, "Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down," and uh, they help you out. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, when it's, like, really too late. Like, you guys are going up the the hill. Oh, then yes. I'm sure they get a wild laugh. <laughs> so, it sounds like you guys have a full crew for um this suicide mission. Yeah! Ooh, suicide what? <laughs> so, yeah, you guys have some time uh, before uh, this whole thing starts. Any last-minute things you want to do? Like, buying armor or... Chatting up with something. Buy armor, please. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with him for the armor. Okay. Um, you easily find like the marketplace. Like, it's like any station you've been to. Like, there's no real like shops or anything like that. It's more of like tents inside of a city. You know, like how in places they have open air markets and like they have all their wares um, set out to for you to look at. Um, you find a a dwarf is uh actually. He's missing an arm, but he seems to be the type to refuse prosthetics. And he's just wiping down a piece of armor. And he's like, get your armor here. Get your armor here. If it has holes in it, that's just cost extra. Holes cost extra? Yeah, they're called special features. Or surprise mechanics, if you want to call them that. (laughs) (laughs) That was Uh, good, Matt. That got got Matt a lot more than I thought it would. (laughs) So you got you guys need some armor. Or are you just here to for window shop. That will cost you. We're here for armor. Good, good, good. Um, what you looking for? I got like you know the easy moving kind of got um armor for the the ones who with t- twinkle toes like your Mentaru friend here. Or are you looking for something a little more robust? You look Less like holy. Need... Well, I got this. Uh, actually, first off, uh, I can't remember. Uh, warlocks can only uh, wear light armor, right, Ben? Yeah. Okay. Unless unless they're hex blades. Um, he kind of just shows you like the basic ones, like like nano weave jackets, synth leather, like chameleon mithril scale, and chameleon vest. He's like, now if you have the cash for it, I got this nice uh, piece of light armor that you might find of interest. And he pulls out with uh, this big old box with one arm, since he's missing his other arm. And you can see it's like a completely sealed box, and it has the Abaddon Systems logo on there. It's like, I don't know what's in here, but I guarantee you it's better than what I have on here. How much? Um, 1,200 credits. But I guarantee you it's better than what I have right here. I just don't know what's in it. I hope you guys realize what I just done. I know very little. I created a loot box. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kind of sad you guys didn't catch it after I just said surprise mechanics. Well, you didn't ask Mitch for to send you $5, so... <laughs> Good point. Uh, I don't remember paying to win, but okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give him. I'll, I'll give him the, the credits. I'll send. As, yep. as Ariel goes to pay, Mar will be like, "No, I, I got this," and she'll use her credits to get stuff. You mean the crew's credits, right? Yeah, but the crew doesn't know about it, so it's her credits. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. So I, yeah. I give Myrtle one of those nice, overly hard. Pats on the back and I go, thank Cap, as I walk away. <laughs> Do that again and I will break your wrist. Bet on it. I will. He hasn't learned yet. Give him time. All I need to do is break his wrist and he'll learn. <laughs> He's like, all right, thank you, miss. Uh, so you want to open a box now? I'm kind of curious to see what's in there. Zariel, would you like to open your box for this weird man? I-, I was expecting you to carry it to the ship for me and I've already walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Marl's going to poke her head out into the street or wherever and just yell, Zariel, get back here! You just see me doing about face and start trotting over there. Damn, I guess you have to be drill sergeant to him now. Apparently. <laughs> so Where? you open 
open the yeah. box? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, he uh, when you press open the box, it's like kind of like the hydraulics to the lid seem to struggle a bit, but you see like this gold light coming out, and all of a sudden you look in. It's a. Uh, it almost looks like a mithril scale line coat. It has a damage reduction, you know, as all these types of um, light armor do. But something's different with this one. It almost has like a uh, linking system to it. Like it's made to be like linked up to like a biometric system, like the kind that goes that are embedded into the body. And uh, basically, what you have there is a mithril skilled line coat plus one. So you have a basically a thirteen AC mithril coat. Still has the damage reduction of two. However, you already have. Um, do you remember what your helmet does? Yes. Good it, because I don't. Uh, yeah, you set the helmet. It can stack a spell slot to gain temporary health points. Mm-hmm. So what this one does, um, it does like a once per long rest, no, short rest, sorry, an adrenal injection to you. So you get one free action with it after that use, but you can, but you can activate it during with a bonus action. Get a free bonus action? Mm-hmm. No, you, you use your bonus action to activate it. Oh, okay. And it gives them a free action. Yes. So yeah, you can do like an attack and then use this injection and gives you another action. Gotcha. Okay. So you have a modicum of AC now. I won't die. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. You're less likely to be hit. Yes. <laughs> and they'll take slightly less damage. Mm-hmm. Anything else you two want to do? Like maybe, Marl, you want to do something separate from Zariel, or Zariel, you want to do something else? Or what about the rest of the, of the team? Martel actually wants to look for armor for herself as well. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll trot off somewhere else after I get my fancy new armor. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and just copy and paste this image for you, uh, Martel, if you want to take a look. It's going to be in um, our main channel. Hi, doggy. Because he doesn't have any more loot boxes for you. That's good, because I wasn't going to get any of those anyways. <laughs> you can wear um, heavy armor, right? Yeah. Uh, you have uh, what looks like to be the most expensive one, which you recognize as Dreadnought armor. But you are required to have at least a 13 strength to use it. I I do. I don't remember. My, yeah, I don't remember what my strength is, but it's better than that for sure. Mm-hmm. How much is this one? And she's going to hold up the armor. He looks at it like, ah, Dreadnought armor. That stuff can take a... A uh, small arms fire from a from a freighter. Uh, about twelve hundred credits, same as the loot box. Marta will just hand over that and start heading off somewhere. I guess <laughs> he like waves off with his hands, like "Thank you for the be- uh, business, Lassie." Mm-hmm. All right. So, anybody else doing anything? Um, C is doing a couple of things. Um, the first thing that Z would like to do is check her wristwatch. To see okay. if she has any emails from Space Dad. Um, you see a piece of mail from him. Doesn't have anything like typed in the body of it, but you see the title, and it says, "You're in trouble, young lady." <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's gonna sadly chuckle, and uh, then she would like to try and find a salon, a hair salon. Okay. Um give me investigation. Okay. 18. Um you look all over and you realize instantly unlike the terminal which even though is a pirate station, this um the Nebula, the Crossroads Nebula station is straight up a derelict station. It didn't nobody had any time to like set up shops outside like weapons and armor and pieces of equipment that are actually needed at the moment. Nothing really to nothing luxurious as a salon. Okay, yeah. Um, so I should have been more specific because that's what I was picturing. But um, she, what she, I, I said salon, and I should know. But uh, she's looking around to see if there are any soldiers who are getting um, their hair trimmed or chopped or anything like that. Because, you know, sometimes there's, you know, stations, different stations mm-hmm. for prep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was any area like that. Now, I'll let you keep the investigation. You don't see any soldiers getting their hair trimmed, but you do see some pirates getting, like, tattoos, some of their beards trimmed up, some of their hair getting cut, and all that. Perfect. She will, That looks like her seat. That is where Z wants to go. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and go through that. You see this um, orc. He's just, like, he's very bulky, like a typical orc, and he has some tattoos here. You see a, a jutting out tusk on under his underbite. 
and it looks like to be like pierced with a ring on it. And he's looking down as he's like finished trimming the beard of a pirate with a straight edge. He looks down and he's like, "What can I do you f- for you, little one?" Uh, well, that I might consider one of those. And I pointed his lip piercing, and then I go, "But he, he like kind of like touches them the tooth, and it's like you don't have the teeth for it. Sorry." Uh, eh, good point. Good point. Um, well. Could you chop all this off for me? And she pulls the thing that she's had in her hair out, her hairband, and points to her head. Can you repeat that? She she asked him if she... She says, well, can you chop all this off for me? And lets her hair down. So you want to... He's like, you want bald? Maybe not quite. Let's leave it at two inches. He, like, then pulls out a, like, a catalog. He's like, pixie cut? Ugh. Never been a fan of pixies. Yes, they have dust and dust itches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, precisely. Um, I look around the room. Is there somebody who has a shaggy, butch kind of haircut? Mm, like a shaggy? Not not shaggy. I shouldn't say shaggy. Um, Think of a lesbian with short hair. Yeah, but but not not but but shaggy looking. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Not well, but unkempt. There we go. Not shaggy. Unkempt. Yeah, like he's like leafing through, and it's like this one. Close and, enough. And looks almost exactly what you were describing. Okay. It's like hop on. Uh, I and will attempt see, to climb on. <laughs> he uh, he kindly like presses a pedal, and it goes all the way down. Oh, thank you, kind sir. I will scramble when, into it. Yeah, once you do that, he like presses up right away, and you're just like at eye level to him. He's like. And he, like, puts the whole, like, little um, apron on you, turns you around, starts um, wetting the hair. He's like, so what bring you to station? Family? Business? Pleasure? A woman. <laughs> mm. He's like, mm. <laughs> women. He's like, women cause trouble. No offense. Uh, yeah, can't. Any other woman cause as much trouble as this one. I know what you mean, man. And talk to my ex-wife. Actually, talk to my three ex-wives. <laughs> you get around. I-, I fist pump him. He kind of like does a fist pump, but with his elbow because he's busy cutting your hair. He's like, Ugh, I fall in love easy. Also fall out of love hard. Oh, I, yeah, I know the pain, man. Well, she even knew I existed. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I get so emotional sometimes. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like trimming, he's like getting to the point where it's almost done. He's like, How long have you known this woman? Oh, you know, a couple years, maybe. It's been about two years. Yeah, she's the mm. reason I get up every morning. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see um, him like nod his head. He's like, mm, Sounds corny, but I understand. <laughs> uh, never been a fan of corn either, so sure. <laughs> uh, like, humans like corn way too much, in, in opinion. Um, well, I'm a gnome, so... Yes, sorry about that. <laughs> and you know right away what he means by that. Um, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she just kind of shrugs and goes quiet. He's like, all done. All right, I'm ready for the big reveal. He turns you around and you face him. It's not like a really, like, clean mirror. You see, you see, like, there's actually blast holes in this mirror, so... And, um, but you see enough to where it looks exactly what you want. Like, you see a few parts are a little rough because he's a pirate. He's not going to have, like, the most finesse of hands. I think it's perfect. Um. Good. That's 10 credits. I will give him the name of my captain. (laughs) (laughs) He, he takes out a, a pad, a pad pretty much and, like, points, taps on it and he gives it to you. And you see it's requisition of funds and he's like, Crew name and captain, please. All right. Uh, I will write down bomb ass bitches, Captain Martel. You know, I don't think you guys actually ever chosen a crew name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said that. Because I have no idea. Now? Why not choose now, guys? Um, since you're getting ready for the final battle. That would be a team thing, and right now Z's just off on her own. So. Mm. I mean, is Crew of the Torog not good enough? Oh yeah, that's true. I I, could, I I'll put that down. Crew of the Torog. Is that Captain Martel? 
Marl, you uh, suddenly get a ping requesting for funds for a haircut. Do I see for who? Uh, Zever. Okay. I'm going to send a quick message to Z just saying, did you cut your hair? Is that what they call it these days? Winky face. <laughs> yes or no, did you cut your hair? Um, I may have less. Yes, forget it. Yes, I cut my hair. <laughs> then I will, then Martel will do whatever is needed to approve for the funds to go through. You kind of just like press your thumb onto it like a digital signature and it says, uh, um, funds sent. And we go back to Z and uh, this orc looks at you. He's like, funds accepted. Thank you for patronage. And uh, sorry. Patronage. And, and sorry that my race destroyed your planet. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she just shakes her head and, and walks away um <laughs> and uh also she very late texts martel again and says just a couple inches <laughs> um and uh then she would like to find somewhere where she can find an outfit for tomorrow well, um, beforehand, we'll go ahead and go to somebody else. Um, Farron, yeah. you do anything? Um, yeah, I think I'd be uh, just writing some things down uh, back on the ship, but nothing that needs to be discussed in the long range. Okay. Uh, Rel, you doing anything? Uh, I think Rel's just um, trying to like do some breathing exercises to calm himself down. Okay. Because he's still, just the thought of having to go into one of those havoc pods again is giving him a lot of anxiety. Uh, give us a wisdom check. Not wisdom save, but wisdom check. Okay, four. It's just simple breathing exercises. Nothing special happens. <laughs> you don't feel calm, but you also don't feel like emotionally excited like last time. It's just breathing. Um, plain old vanilla breathing. Yes, man, I do that all the time. <laughs> uh, Zario, you do anything else before we head back to Z and Mortal? Yes, but it's a surprise. <laughs> um, do you want me to have everybody uh, take their help, their headsets off? Sure. Okay. Everybody take off their help. Their keep saying want to say helmets. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, I'll take <laughs> off bye my helmet. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyway, um, so uh, Zario, what are you doing? So I want to go find a Splexa, uh, like an AI type thing for our ship, and a weed brownie for Rel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, excuse me, uh, Z, I don't think you're supposed to be listening. She's walking away. Mm. Went upstairs. Mm. So, um, Zariel, um, you give me an investigation. A 12. Um, it takes you a bit. Um, you don't find your, the weed brownie, unfortunately, but you have been able to find a place that, well, more of like an, like the other open air markets around you find a place that, or a person that's selling AI programs. And it's an android. Okay. And uh, he's looking around and is like, AI sweets, come get your sweets. Uh, I walk up and I ask him, uh, hey, do you have any like good ship AI? He's like, I have a Splexia Mark II. It's not as new as the Mark Vs, but it's still stable. What all can it do? It'll allow you to communicate uh, directly to the ship's engines outside of um, when he explains that it's capable of communication of the subsystems on the ship when a um, hacking suite attacks your ship like it helps fight the hacking and it also helps for better targeting like it's just a better version of um, the computer system on your on your ship but also has the ability to communicate back to you um okay how much would how much will it cost how many credits he uh Presses a button and you see a holographic display for 500 credits. All right, I'll send him the 500 credits and I'll. Uh, how, how do does it have install instructions? It's like just put it into any um, command port of the ship and it will instantly install. It's made for dummies. Nice, appreciate it. And I walk away happy with my transaction. You also get an email that says thank you for your your purchase, and it's kind of like you know how like everybody gets like an email receipt. And then after that, I'm just, uh, again, I'll just keep my eye out for something for make Rel feel less anxious, like okay. medication that you smoke. Okay. Um, if that's it, I'll go ahead and get the rest of the um, group in. Hello. Hello. Do we have a Jason? Do we have a Rebecca? Yeah. Do we, we have, have a Nat? Yes. Now we're just waiting on the old man. The one who actually took off his headset mm. <laughs> instead of just deafening himself. 
Oh, I did. I took off my headset too. She completely walked out of the room. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'll try to add him. Already on it. Mm. <laughs> back. Welcome back. Oh, he's back. He's back. So, oh, um, Marnel, anything else you want to do, or just going back to the ship? Um, I'm dead ass sprinting at the ship. What? Sprinting to the ship so I can beat my captain there. <laughs> I'm very hmm, okay. Scared. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, Martle, there is something I want to do, but I don't know how Martle would go about achieving it. Um, Just do it. Or tell me what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so, Martle wants to be basically 100% tiefling for this, and she wants to make sure that it's very obvious. So, I guess... Like, wipe out. There... Wipe off the, all the makeup and all that? Yeah, but also, like, kind of flaunt it in their face. So, I guess, um, is there anywhere that could potentially make things that she could put over her horn nubs to take the place of her full set of horns that she used to have. So you want prosthetics? <laughs> you know, more like armor. I, I'm picturing more like like an armor for your horn. It's basically just like very elaborate, for lack of a better way to put it, ring for her horn nubs. Uh, give of... me an investigation. You should, get, you should get some like laser embedded horns. That's a nat 20 for a 19! <laughs> <laughs> so, you find exactly what kind of comes to mind. You see, like, a shop that's dedicated for um, species that have special attachments to them, like tails, horn, that kind of thing. Like, um, you see what looks like to be a, an ear piercing for an orc's tooth, um, because they're known to have, like, large, like, fangs and tusks. Yeah. And uh, you see spikes for a dragonborn's tail, and you instantly see what looks like to be sheaths for um, tiefling horns. Excellent. And these sheaths are actually weapons. <gasps> Guys, it's going to be headbutt. Under time. her head. <laughs> yes! <laughs> sheaths oh. was the word I was looking for. Come on, so Martel, use your head. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of needs it, too, because she has a minus one to intelligence. Ah, yeah. Intelligence, Oof. my dump stat. No like, wonder it explains so much. I've said before, I'm a dumb gay. Anyways, um... In this case, literally? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say that without being, like, is that too offensive, or...? I'm the one saying it, so, nah, nah, it's, yeah, nah, it's it's applicable. <laughs> um, but yeah, Martel would try to pick one that was not super ornate or anything. Uh, like, more, like, Utilitarian, yeah. Yes. I can't speak today, apparently. Oh, that's me all the time, bud. Don't worry. So, yeah, you find one that's just, like, straight up, like, a steel color to it. Like, um, when you ask, it's, like, a straight up steel sheath for tiefling horns. And the proprietary, uh, which is actually human, he she explains that it's, uh, used for tieflings who like to use their head, as it were. (laughs) How much would this be? Uh, about 100 credits. It's just straight up sheet metal. Sure. I'll send her the credits and then take my prize. <laughs> um, what did we say with your headbutt? Like, how much, what kind of damage it dealt? Like, was it like a D4 or something like that? D4. So it's now 2D4. Ooh. Plus your strength if you haven't already set that up. I have. Does it still do bludgeoning damage? Um, in this case, it's now piercing. Hell yeah. And Z, we'll go back to you because it sounds like you want to do one more thing. I did. Uh, I would like to um, find more of a warrior's outfit for tomorrow. So you want to find like a steampunk uh, vest or something like that? Yeah, maybe some leather pants, you know. <laughs> something like Judge Dredd um, look. Yeah, it, I, I'm thinking more like Borderlands 3. <laughs> you want to look like a siren, don't you? Hi, a, a siren sounds perfect, yes. <laughs> You find the, the siren's vest that um she wears, and it's a simple jacket. And there's nothing special about it outside. It looks cool. <laughs> um, and and the pants. I've already got the boots. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's simple clothing all together. It will cost you like five credits. Awesome. I also send that to Martel. <laughs> Martel oh will send God. you a message saying you can pay for that out of pocket. Um. Okay, she swallows her perverted response back and just pays for it out of pocket. (laughs) Mm, We appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Welcome to CE Cosplay. <laughs> um, you know, and- I would not be upset if we ever found out there was somebody cosplaying as one of our CE characters. Seriously, I know, if right? Con, if uh, Comic Con, wow! If Gen Con wasn't um, canceled this year, I was totally going to bring. Oh, me something too. That I could just quickly and easily do like Marvel, basically. Yeah, me too. I was gonna bring a Z outfit. Yeah. In that case, though, we've gotten like a black uh, apocalypse cloak from like Princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> and I would have um, a sign that says "Roll for Death Saves." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll just do our own Gen Con, guys. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, she has her outfit, done her hair, and she would like to now go for weapons, and that is it. Okay, we'll go ahead and do that because um, I think after everything else, everybody else is done doing their shopping montage and all that stuff, right? Shopping montage. Because I don't think Theron, you said you want to do anything like that, right? Nope. I'm I I dress the way I like to dress. I don't need to dress special. <laughs> Unlike um Z and Martel, apparently, apparently Z has literally had this same outfit on for years. Okay, that's just nasty. <laughs> yeah. Did you actually do laundry though? If she didn't, we did. Yeah. <laughs> it like has been washed somehow. I bet it's like the one of those like, at least yeah. once a month. You guys tire down, so the clothes go through the washing machine or something like that. Nah, they actually look forward to bar nights where they can get me plastered just so they can. Yeah, give me a bath. That so sounds everyone... so wrong. All right, so um, you find a weapon shop. It's not too far off. It's actually in the same area as when Martel and um, Zeriel found their armor. Um, you see it to be owned by a human as well. Um, she's like more like it's a they. They ex- they explain that. Please refer to me as the, as they. Um, what can I get for you? Um, I was worried that my headset went dead or something like that. No, it anything. didn't. I'm sorry. Um, do you have any those things? Uh, there, there's a there's a there's a chain, and then there's two things on either end. You know what I'm talking about? Nunchucks, spunchucks. <laughs> the hell? Oh dear. What can you even thing? use those? It can only go one way, and that's poorly. Take one I mean, point I'm... of mental damage. <laughs> hey. Her her wisdom is zero, okay? <laughs> yeah, so is mine, but I think... <laughs> what I'm saying is that's not listed. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I, they're like, I typically sell in, like, firearms and realistic melee weapons. Because ugh. you don't look like the type that can handle it. Um... She just rolls her eyes and doesn't even bother arguing with him. She wants regular melee weapons. Okay. Uh, do you have axes? I have a few. Um, I got hand axes, battle axes. Um, Throwing axes. Hand axes, yeah. Alrighty. I will take... Five credits piece. Two. They right. um, they lift up two of them and it's like, here you go. That'll be ten credits. Um, Hang on. I'm checking out my credits. You guys are keeping track of your expenditures, right? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. Yes. I will. Uh, it'll bring me down to 15. So I will give him 10 out of pocket. And they say, thanks for your sh- um, patronage. Uh, have a good day and don't cut yourself, please. I'm not held liable for that. Um, sh- sh- she will bang her axe on something on the way out. <laughs> You're a child. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I am. So I think this is when you guys all get back together to the ship. And um, Zaro, you said you got ahead of everybody um, else that was not on the ship, right? I, I, I seriously just sprinted straight back, made sure I got there before everybody else. Okay. Um, like I said, the thing is a simple install. And um, let's see here. Uh, Martel, when you walk onto the ship, you suddenly hear a voice through the PA. says, welcome back, the OKS captain. What is going on? And Z, when you walk back, and it says, uh, welcome, short stuff. Or, yeah, it says, welcome, short stuff. Hey, what the fuck? Who, who's, what? And Theron and Rel, when, um, even though you weren't in the ship, uh, Zario was busy installing an AI. I guess you, you could say you were busy doing other things, and 
he was doing tests on it. So you start hearing things like, welcome, to, welcome, Edgelord. And then it says to Rel, welcome, my monk friend. And Eric, when he walks in, you suddenly hear, um, where was it? Welcome back, Dreamy Olive. And Eric is just like, I, looks I at you, Mark. Go. Guys, I've got to go. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric looks at you, Martel, and is like, what the fuck was that? I have no idea. I, I don't know why this is happening. And you recognize it to be like some sort of like artificial voice, like almost suspiciously like an AI. Whatever it is, this is new. Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? Hi, you just hear from the corner. It's Alexa. Say hello. <laughs> hello, short one. <laughs> oh, 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 that's you over there. Zara. Oh, thank God. I thought I was hearing shit. Oh, my God. Hello. Uh, so I start walking in Zario's direction thinking he's making voices. And, um... You suddenly hear Zariel. It appears a short one does not understand. Yeah, seems so, Flexa. Flexa, can you give us a ship update? Ship has been completely refueled. Ships are at 100%. Weapons are fully charged. Shields are fully um, charged as well and ready to be activated when needed. Warp hyperdrive systems are ready. Perfect. Thanks, Flexa. And I walk to my room. Wait, hold on. Why have you done this to my ship without my permission? I said so. Excuse me? Because I said thank you. And I walk out. This is... Oh, no. And then um, you suddenly hear the voice. is like, Captain, any orders? I... I... I don't know. I... I don't know. And you suddenly hear Eric. is like, you're kind of lucky I'm not working for Parliament anymore right now. Uh, so your name is Splexa? That is correct, short one. My name is Splexa. Splexa, can you call me Z instead of short one, please? It denies. Negative. I have been programmed to call you only short one. Great. Fantastic. Ah, uh, yes, I have orders. Plexa, off. Correction, only the captain and Zarya shutting down. <laughs> Eric's just like, you're so lucky I'm not parliament because you know how many international, interspatial laws he just broken right there? No, I don't. All of them. Splexa on. Spilexa, stay off or I will tear you from the ship with my own two hands and bury you alive. You don't hear a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's just like, at least this one listens. Finally, Ooh. something that listens to me. I'm sorry, what was that? Finally, something that listens to me. I almost kind of don't. I'm kind of glad I am not a captain anymore because I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Anyways. Z has been edging into the captain's chair. Marl's not gonna really pay much attention she's gonna anyways so we should probably be sure that we are ready to go whenever um eric gives a an, affirm, an affirmation that he's ready whenever i am assuming that the new kid is ready considering he did this and then walked away breaking, so he turns up on really loud music breaking numerous space laws so that's fine why is it, why is it against the law to put ai in a most AI are considered um, precursors to androids, and when you own an AI, it's considered slavery. Oh. Ooh. I didn't know that. Well, so, congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, Ooh. congratulations. You guys are now slave owners. Well, fuck. Ouch. Okay. Ouch. I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't know it that way. Okay. Well. You never asked. <laughs> this is going to be remedied as soon as possible. Um. The only way you can get this fixed is if you find an empty Android shell and install the AI in that. Hey, hey, okay, Captain, it might not be that bad. Uh, what, what if, if it's like being in a ship? Well, if it's, he explains, like, if the AI voluntarily stays and you provide some means of payment, it would not be considered slavery. How do I pay an AI? Maybe he That's, gets every Friday off? I assume with money? I mean, what? it is a thing. You can set up an electric account for it. Did I say I, I already did that so I don't feel so bad? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> because you actually, for Mentaro, they think they're just machines. They don't really, aren't considered precursors to androids. Unless you, Zariel, uh, no. see it that, don't see it that way. No. no well, I don't know. Because I... I... <laughs> <laughs> You're a Mentaro soldier, dude. I am a no, soldier. He, so he, he belongs to the military. 
to the Mintaru uh, military. He doesn't belong to um, Parliament. Oh, I thought you said the Mintaru army did. Or did you thought of them as it's just um yeah the Mintaru government sees AI as machines. Ouch. It's hard because ethical quandaries. Yay. Me, I don't want to. But Zeriel being a military brat, brat <laughs> grew up in, you know, that sort of environment, wouldn't think of it. So he, I guess he doesn't think of it as a person per se, I guess. God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you know how much I'm enjoying this. So Martel is going to just kind of face palm and then just be like, okay, well, I will figure out something for this uh, soon but right now i'm busy honestly i they were saying well i'm ready to hit um hit the cot so good night yeah. and eric eric's just like like walks away and you can see him like he's just tired and ready to get this over with and martel will go check on there and see if there's anything he needs or feels like he needs to do as well as check on rel all right um you want you guys want to do any talking between the two between you guys or just say you guys do it? Uh well, I mean, Z was obnoxiously trying to get Marl's attention. I don't know if that ever succeeded. Though my charisma is a plus three. That <laughs> means nothing when it's up against another player. Right now, Marl just Ignores she's you. got other things she's focused on. She doesn't care what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. That answers that question. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think Martel's going to try and find Rel to check on him first and just kind of be like, hey, how are you doing? Uh, okay. Uh, You're not doing okay, are you? Uh, kind of. Not not exactly, but it's, it's, it's fine. Can I share a secret with you? Uh, sure. I'm terrified of waves. Ocean waves, the bigger they are, the more they scare me. Because the tieflings that were my blood family, we... We're living on a very waterlogged planet, and something happened, and there was a tsunami. And the only reason that myself, Lelia, and a couple other tiefling kids weren't swept away was we were farther inland playing. And ever since, large waves have absolutely terrified me. But I have still had to go on planets with them, so I understand. And let me know if there's any way that I can help you. Uh... Yeah, Rel just kind of like looks at you, kind of surprised. Uh, he says, "I, I didn't, I didn't realize that." I um, keep it quiet. I haven't really spent a lot of time on planets, so I'm not. I haven't seen a lot of waves, but I think I understand what you're saying. Well, short version. If you need my help for some reason, call let someone me else. Know. <laughs> wow, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> if you need my help for some reason, let me know. I will help how I can. Th- thank you. I. I I think I'll be mostly okay. All right. Be sure to get some rest. Don't stay up all night stressing over it. I'll, I'll try. Good. And then Martel will walk away to try and track down Theron. Which is probably not that hard to find, right? Yeah, I'm just in my room. My quarters. And she'll, I guess if your door is closed, knock on the door. Come on in. Hello. Doing your rounds? Not really. I never do rounds. You know me. <laughs> but. I stand up and uh, turn on my the PDA, my arm. Hold it up and say, I'm sure you wrote one of these too. Did you want to send yours to mine? Only if you promise not to look at it unless something happens to me. I've set up mine as an auto set for a week to Lelia. Why don't you send yours up as an auto set for a week to me? That sounds good, yeah. Good. I'll set mine yours the same way. Thank you. And, I mean, hopefully things will be fine, right? Sure. What could we've go gotten, wrong? We've gotten in and Oh, please. We've gotten in and out of many hairy spots before. We'll be fine. Don't make a weird joke. Okay. Can I make a normal joke? No. Nope. No normal joke. Check. Because your normal S- jokes are weird jokes for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Six to the surface tomorrow. Remove the en- uh, the uh, energy source. Power supply. Find our way back to the surface. Have you noticed that there hasn't been a an extraction plan to the insert? I'm sure there is one. Mm. And if not, we'll figure things out. We always do. We don't have a choice. Exactly. We're great at improvising. How's Eric? I don't know. I guess he's fine. I'm... I I don't know how I feel about any of that. Honestly, I... Yeah, it's weird, you know? What? Being around him after he said that he hated me, and then later said maybe he didn't, but it just... 
It's weird. Like He's being still around here, right? Act. What'd you say? He's still here, right? Yeah. 90% of relationships are showing up. Well, communication is also a big factor of them. And Give him I a honestly, day. Honestly, I don't even know if I want a relationship. I don't know if you have time in the next 24 hours. Exactly. And then once the 24 hours are up, there is still the time that I'm spending hunting the killers of our family. So my schedule is kind of booked, you know? Well, you could uh, let some of that shit go. I don't think I can. I don't know who what? I am without it. I think you have chosen a task that has no end. Oh, I'm well aware of that. If we blow up, say, 60% of Parliament tomorrow... Not Parliament, the Inquisition. Or that's what I was going to say, sorry. 60% of the Inquisition tomorrow, there's still 40%. I know, and that's okay. Well, you have no directions and are lost. Every road leads there. What, to killing the people who killed our family? Yes. No. You are correct. No, in your case, if you have no end, Every road leads to wherever you go. There is no destination. Maybe you I'm may... just tired, but I don't understand this part. You may want to choose a destination. When enough is enough. I think I already have. I think this is when you suddenly get a ping on your um, computer, and you realize it's from Demia, and it's basically saying, how many do you need? And I think he knows for the Havoc pods. Yeah. Um, before replying, Martel's going to excuse herself from Theron's room, and then swing by eric's and knock um you uh see it open up and you see him outside his armor um he's wearing like his usual like muscle shirt and pants like he's just finished taking off his armor he's like martel what's up i need a head count are you coming tomorrow yep um for better or for worse i'm heading i'm going with you thank you i will let demia know then have a good night uh before you go do you want some olive juice no all right and he just like shrugs his shoulders and closes the door so then I will send uh, <laughs> I will send a message saying six, and then I will send another message saying, is there an extraction plan? Um, she explains that once uh, enough, there's a big enough hole in the armada, in the blockade, she's planning on either sending one of her ships, or if you have a way of having remote control of the Torlog sent to her, she can send your ship back to you to pick you up. All right. Then Martel will forward that information to Theron, which is and just kind of message. See, told you. <laughs> I'll message it back. Uh, that's a contingency plan, not a plan. But it's what good enough for. I guess now we need to figure out if our AI can fly the ship <laughs> and then pay it. That's we're gonna deal with that later. <laughs> right now, we just have to work on surviving the next twenty-four hours. I would be in my room figuring out everything. Splexa could do. Uh, so yeah. So I, I guess I would eventually know if she could fly a ship or not. Um, it does show that it has the capability of advanced autopiloting. Like most normal ships with autopilot, can just like it goes in one direction. Uh, Alex Splexa can actually do advanced um maneuvering with the ship. I'll uh, I'll I'll send like a command list and things Splexa could do to Martel. Martel will read it over and then send it to Rel, because Rel seems like he'll be the one doing the most with Spalexa, since he's the one who do the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she only listens to you. I will change that. <laughs> she definitely listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what Martel tells Spalexa is, listen to everyone except for Z, unless dire circumstances have happened, and then maybe listen to Z. Use your discretion. And you can't hear a chirp command understood. All listen to short one when necessary. Yeah. And um, anything else that you guys plan on doing? Or are you ready for the turn turn in? I'm good. Okay. Anybody else? Nope. Nah, I'll just be studying the uh, Splexa. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and kind of do a time jump. You guys go through of the ship being loaded up with six Havoc pods. Send up Splexa to answer to the commands of everybody except for Z, unless absolutely necessary. <laughs> and for some reason, no matter what, you can't seem to get, the, get rid of the command where it stops calling Z short one. That's fine. I, I don't <laughs> think I would have tried to change that, honestly. <laughs> well, I think it's mostly like Z yelling at it, telling her, telling it to stop calling her that. Anyway, um, Demia like, messages you saying, get ready to be on your ship and fly out. And after a few hours of coordinating everything, all the ships go into hyperdrive, including yours, 
I'm assuming Rel, you don't have a you're not gonna have a problem following the ships or anything like that, right? Nope. I won't have a problem until there's Pavic pods involved. <laughs> okay. So after what it feels like an eternity, which actually it turns out to be like ten minutes, you finally are on the outskirts of um the system that you're that you're supposed to go to the um Jericona system that or slash nebula because of the, the nebulas that surround the system, specifically the Inara planet. And you see the moon. And what you see on the moon, along with the ships you are with, one of the largest blockades you've ever seen, with some of the largest ships you've ever seen. Ooh. And your ship is right here. Damn. The smallest one on the map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when we're ending the episode, folks. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, you had a thing, didn't you? Yes, I do. That's it for this week's adventures in Celestial Expanse. Unless, until next time, you can find me on Instagram at diabetes underscore industries. Matt, where can they find you? RP underscore G Gamer. Ben? At the Void Man, the O is a zero. Rebecca? I'm at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. Natalia? I'm at ND Portfolios. That's the letter N and the letter D. Mitch? Uh, AKA Fluffy, there's an L before that Y. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream.